Hello and welcome to Life Coach 365. I am your host and coach, Victoria Boyd, and today I have a special guest with me, my dear friend, Shamia. Hi, Shamia. Hello, everyone. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I know that, you know, speaking on recording is not your thing per se, but I appreciate you coming to share with my audience um, a few things. And um, what we'll do is we'll go into how we met. And if you want to share um, your perspective on how we met and how things, you know, grew and blossomed, mm-hmm. go ahead. Um, so I knew Victoria in school, in high school, we met. Um, I can't remember exactly, you need to correct me if I'm wrong. But I think I met you through, or we came, we became friends through our co-op, our marketing the marketing class, class. marketing yeah. class, and we would talk all the time, and you were just really cool. And I think weren't we working together at Sears during that we time? We did Sears we Telemarketing. Did. I'm mm-hmm. sure all of you know about Sears. What was mm-hmm. that? What Brentwood? Yeah, <laughs> in, in Highpoint, North yes. Carolina. <laughs> so we were working there. Um, and like I said, we were doing a co-op class, so we would leave school and go do a couple of hours at work or what have you. And then I also remember, maybe this was before that. I think so. Cheerleading. Mm-hmm. We I were trying so. out for the cheerleading team, and you were just so nervous. And I remember talking to you, and I was like, you got to calm down. You have the skills. You know, you're doing really good with the moves. And uh, you just, I mean, you were a mess, but you <laughs> definitely calmed down. And did you, I can't remember, did you? Make it? Yeah. yeah. You I did, did make it. I, so was, I can't even remember what year that was. But um, it had to be, was it 95, 96? So your memory is way better than mine because <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> that at all. But yeah, I just remember just the fear on your face. And I was like, you have the moves. Trust me. You got it down, Pat. You're going to get it. And you did, clearly. I, again, I don't remember the time frame, but I remember just you. Yeah. in that moment yeah. so yeah um and then from there we just continued talking and we had um at that time you had Avery mm-hmm. and I remember I would come to your house uh and you had I remember you had so many clothes for Avery <laughs> I mean you was just like um it's just nowhere to put this stuff it was just so many clothes and toys I remember that and Avery was just the rambunctious little boy just all over the place. And so you were really my support when um, I ended up getting pregnant with Jordan. And as a matter of fact, you gave me a lot of stuff. <laughs> you, I, don't I don't know if you remember, remember that. that. <laughs> you gave me, you were like, please take it here. So you gave me a whole lot of his stuff. And, um, and I, you know, of course, it was a scary time for me. And you just reassured me that. Um, I didn't have to sacrifice any of my goals and things because, you know, if you know anything about me, I've always been ambitious. But you was like, you don't have to sacrifice anything. You can continue on doing what you need to do. You can finish school, which I did. So that's kind of what we had in common. Um, We both, too, were with, um, we had our boyfriends and, yeah, and we kind of, they were football players. And um, so... 
we 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 had a lot of similarities. I, I think um, we could relate a lot on a lot of different things. And of course, during that time, you got to know my mom mm-hmm. a lot because you would come by and you would see my mom, and she got to know you. And um, I think you had a lot of respect for my mom. My mom really liked you. So Definitely. yeah, we just we just clicked. So that was pretty much the first. Uh, those were the first things that we shared in common mm-hmm. the fact that we of course we went to the same school the cheering mm-hmm. um, aspect of it and then um, then us being teen moms uh, those were the first things and we didn't even really connect it at that time mm-hmm. that we had so much in common but right. we connected I believe because of that right um this episode um, wanted to uh, speak with Shamia and have her here because we also share something else in common, which is the fact that we both lost our mothers at a young age. Shamia um, lost her mother um, before I did, but we still were in our early 20s whenever we lost our mother. So we have we shared that in common as well. And so I wanted um, her to come on to just... Um, share with us things that you know things that she remembers and tools that she used in order to cope with losing uh, such a dear loved one just because this time of the year it's really hard sometimes for people to cope with losing a loved one and um, with it you know we're years in the game so you know we've gained some experience in coping with losing our, our mother. So I thought that we would share, you know, with you guys some of the, the things that we do. So you want to go or I'll, I'll um, go? Sure, I will go. Okay. Um, so I lost my mom December 23rd, 2001. And my mother was a police officer for High Point, um, in High Point, And she was in a car accident. So... Um, a tractor trailer ran a light and hit her patrol car, patrol car on December 20th. And three days later, she passed away from her injuries. So, um, of course, being right there near Christmas, it was very, very hard. Just being rough in itself. But right around the holidays, it was really difficult. I just remember feeling like I was in a dream. Like, it wasn't real. Um, you know, she... Um, I just remember the last thing she was saying. She was checking on uh, Jordan, my son. She was asking, is Jordan okay? And I'm thinking to myself, you're asking about someone else and you're in such pain. And she was just making sure we were good, you know. And she was like, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. And, you know, I just remember her saying that. And then over time, her, her condition worsened and um, it, it just started going downhill. But... Um, what I can remember, because I don't want to go too deep into it, just because it's still, it doesn't matter how long it's been, it, it just, it still hurts, you still grieve, um, but what I remember most about that time is the support of High Point. I can remember us, the the funeral, and just having both of the churches, it was like a church, the church, and then an overflow, 
beside the church, filled to the capacity. Old church, I think. Yeah, the old mm-hmm. church, filled to capacity. And I just remember looking around and seeing people that I hadn't seen since middle school, elementary school, uh, family, friends that flew in. I didn't even know it was going to be there. My family from South Carolina came. Like, and I'm thinking in my head, who told them? Like, because we were all a wreck, you know? And um, when we were leaving, um, just driving down the road. Mm-hmm. What, what's um, that? I want to say we were going down Kibbit Drive. Kibbit. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I don't want to mm. take over, but yes. it was it was an honor. I know I felt like it was an honor. So I know yeah. you must have felt that way yes. because of the whole miles. We drove miles. miles to Greensboro. Miles. People were outside. Um they had flowers, they had signs, they had balloons, they had all types of things, and they were just I just couldn't believe that she had made such an impact. It wasn't just the fact that my mom was a police officer killed on the line of duty, which, you know, it it brings many people from different places mm-hmm. to understand that. But my mom, and I'm not just saying this because she's my mom. My mom touched so many lives. It's ridiculous. My mom was a mom to a lot of people who didn't have mothers. And she was that cop who didn't... Um, she didn't want to arrest you, truth be told. She wanted you to just cor- correct your behavior, do better. Um, she believed in the betterment of our community. And she did what she needed to do each and every day to make sure that that happened. So a lot of her DARE students and CARE students came up to me at the funeral. And uh, people, she, when she taught at the community college, people came from there. I mean, just from everywhere just to um, show their respects and I just just thinking about that it just really touches me because um, so many people came out for us you know Mm -hmm. and they came out to um, again pay their respects to my mom and just told stories and things I didn't know like my mom when we were going through some of her things which was really difficult um, I found her checkbook and in her checkbook, I found like the carbon copy of the check where she had written checks to like some of my friends, some of my sister's friends. Some we didn't even know. My sister, you know, was wow. like, "Really? I didn't even know that." You know, and she she was just that type of person. Like, mm-hmm. if you needed if you needed something and she had it, you had it, guaranteed. So, um, you know, um, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it's. It shocked me. I was really, I was really shocked when I saw it, but um, not really because this is just right. That's That's just how she, she, how she is. So, um, before you go forward, mm -hmm. just to piggyback off of how you say that she didn't, she didn't want to arrest anyone. She was a mother to a lot of people who didn't have mothers, and how she just was about her community. Mm -hmm. I want to share. The story that I have, <laughs> knowing Miss Twyman, yes. you know, one day I had an altercation with my ex-husband, and I called the police. And guess who showed up at my door? <laughs> it was Officer Twyman. And when she, when I opened that door and saw her face, <laughs> I was, I was embarrassed for one. 
sure. And I, but I also felt a sense of comfort mm-hmm. and I felt a sense of um, protection, not because she was a police officer, but because I knew her and I knew that she was going to have our best interests at heart, mm-hmm. not just mine, because you know, it was me and I'm your friend, but also my ex-husband's because she knew him as well. And, you know, we had no business acting like a monkey, you know, in the first place to be calling the cops. (laughs) So, you know, it was just, you know, she, she of course de-escalated the situation and she just sat there and she talked to us and she just let us know, you know, this is not what you need to be doing. You know, you have a young child and your focus should be on your child and making yourselves better for your child. And she sat there and just talked to us for probably about an hour, you know, to, you know, to just get us straight. Yeah. And I appreciate that. But that was just how officer twyman was she would she didn't care yeah she didn't care and and it it just that to me i'll never forget that i'll never forget that um but yeah i just wanted to share that just to show you guys (laughs) perfect (laughs) example (laughs) yeah and that's that's kind of what she she would do she would just instill knowledge in you like um again she didn't want to have to arrest you i remember a few people came up to me and they were like you know it's because of your mom that i'm even here because i was on a terrible path like i was um getting involved in gangs and just really didn't have the support of my family like i needed and they were my family and she came and she talked to me and she was like anytime you need to talk to me you let me know my and she would come and spend time with them and I'm just like when did she have time to do this because in my head I'm like my mom was always and she was pulling funerals she was working the games she was whatever she she needed to do to bring an extra income for the family she did that and and you know, she enjoyed it you know it was but something she was she, still there yeah, with you guys. she was still there like she would make sure if she worked games that she would work the games where she could see me cheering mm-hmm. you know she would make sure that she could do both at the same time so um i truly appreciate that but um before i don't know how you want to um, segue into you losing your mom because it's definitely just the time now to uh, really cherish I mean you should always cherish your parents but um, thinking about the holidays and just what the holidays entail just family and friends and just being grateful and all of those things you really just get you just really get in your feelings sometimes just being human and you miss your mom you look around and sometimes you're just like I wish I had that that, you know It just, um, I don't know, it just cherish your mothers, cherish your parents while you have them, period, point blank. Um, spend as much time with them as you can. But to that note, you might want to talk about, you know, your loss and how you've been coping with that. Yeah, um, so my mom, I remember it was 2000 nine and we had recently and I, I believe it was September yeah it was September of 2009 we had a big family reunion and in Florida and we had such a good time and after that 
her birthday is in October, and I know that she, I, I, I had moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and they were still in High Point. So after that time, um, and it was coming up on her birthday, I was telling her that I would, um, you know, come and spend some time with her for her birthday and take her out uh, maybe to eat or whatever she wanted to do. But I noticed that when I would talk to her on the phone, uh, her voice was a little, you know, slurred. And and then every time I talked to her on the phone, she would ask me when I'm coming and then kind of hang up on me. Like, she she didn't really necessarily want to talk on the phone. And that was kind of weird because we talked on the phone maybe four or five, six times a day, you know, whenever we could. And um, so I... I was like, gosh, that's strange, you know. So then finally I was able to go and um, I was going to take her out to celebrate her birthday. And when I got there, I saw that she was holding on to the walls to walk. And, you know, it was just like a really big shock because my mom had never been sick, nothing. My mom was the type of person. she, She was doing everything for everyone everyone in the church she was sewing for people she was baking cakes and and she was when I say she was the jack of all trades Mm -hmm. she was the jack of all trades Mm -hmm. and everybody loved my mom and you know she she just she drove the the church school but you know the church van and you know to different events and she worked for the school system she drove buses and then she transitioned into um doing zoning for the uh, buses and you know all the kids at the school or whoever rode her school bus when she was driving you know they would oh is that your mom you look just like her you know she's so sweet and I remember when somebody was fighting on the bus and yeah this is what <laughs> somebody was fighting on the bus and your mom looked up in the mirror and she slammed on brakes and threw everybody in the floor <laughs> oh. and <laughs> And honestly, that was her. That was her story. She said, if they started fighting on my bus, I'd throw them all in the floor. And then I'll I'll wait till they sit down and and we'll keep going. She said, because I'm not turning around because I got stuff to do. And she said, and they knew when they got up, they better not be fighting again. But anyway, so, you know, everybody that knew my mom, they, they knew you know that she she would do anything and they knew her for her trades you know because even people that we went to school with prom dresses to be fixed and mm-hmm. you know altered wedding dresses whatever but anyway so she had never ever I can't even remember a time that she was sick and so whenever um I got there and saw that I was really taken back and I was like okay so why didn't anybody tell me you know, this. So, you know, probably for about three months, she was sick before she passed away. And she passed away January the 3rd, uh, 2010. So it was almost this time. So it was this time that we were going through, you know, her being sick. And I first experienced mourning her before she even passed away. Because before she, while she was in the hospital for those almost three months, she lost the ability to be able to talk. So I couldn't talk to her on the phone like I was used to. Talking to her 
up to six times a day, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, being the only child, that that was something for me that was really, really hard because, you know, you know, if don't nobody else love you, don't nobody else want you, you know that your mother does. Right. So that was really hard for me because we had a really close relationship. And so um, once once I couldn't talk to her, I picked up the phone forgetting that I couldn't call her and talk to her. And that's when I started mourning her. And that was probably about maybe a month or so before she passed away. And so, um, you know, once she did pass away, it was really, it was kind of surreal and I felt, to myself, I felt like, oh, I've already mourned, um, you know, because I started mourning early. And, you know, it was like, okay, well, I'm good. And that's just how I went about it. I remember. But, excuse me, but little did I know, you know, I'm I'm suppressing um, feelings. And um, it just, it was really, really hard to kind of express what it was that I was feeling because I didn't know. And then um, what made me seek help, because eventually I did go seek help um, in therapy, was that because I was suppressing and wasn't realizing I wasn't aware of my emotions, I just would lose it anywhere, anytime, any place. And just so happened I was driving and almost wrecked my car so that was kind of like okay I gotta do something cause yeah. you know this is dangerous and so um, through therapy um, my therapist actually suggested that I write her letters because you know I wanted I felt like our time was cut short cause I was so young um, I had young kids and you know I felt really really sad and angry and confused and mad and just all of those feelings bottled up because I'm like okay my kids don't have their grandma you know not even just me not even just think about me but so she recommended that I write her letters and also that I just focus on the good memories of her um other than just the fact of losing her you know go ahead and go through the emotions that you have of course because you're going to have to process those and grieve, you know. And like you said, there is no time frame. But it did help me to get the, those feelings out yeah. um, instead of suppressing those. But, um, you know, I encourage anyone to, um, you know, regardless of how long it's been, to think of the good times. Think of how, also think of how you how you think they would want you to continue living whether they would want you to continue living in sadness and um, grief and you know or would they want you to go on and be happy and healthy and think of them you know when when they were here in the good memories instead of you know the losing them because it's hard to get there but they are always with you I remember recalling I had dreams about her when she first passed away and they I would wake up crying because it was kind of like this can't be real 
you know, it felt so real, but this can't be real. And um, after I, the first time, I started wanting to dream about her every night. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I want to talk to you, Ma. I want to talk to you. And so I would, when I would say that, I would go to sleep. And a lot of times, I would dream about her. She would come to me in my dreams. Because I said out loud, I want to talk to you. And, you know, kind of thought about her before going to sleep. So that was one of the things that also helped me, too, because a lot, I want to say in the first one, she told me that she was fine. She said, I'm fine. I'm all right. You know, and that was kind of surreal for me again, because I go back to the day that she passed, the night that she passed, um, my cousin has told me that she had a conversation with her. She couldn't talk, but she she was coherent. And so my cousin told her to blink one time for this and one, two times for that. So basically the conversation ended up that she was worried about me and my kids because, again, I'm the only child. And um, so when she told me that, before I left that night, because she was at Baptist Hospital in Winston. That's and I was, my mom was. Yeah. Why didn't I ever know that? I don't know. See? And I, I remember, I, I remember, I believe I remember going to see your mom one time, um, but I didn't put that together. Mm-hmm. It's so strange yes. how we have so many things in <laughs> That's common. That's true. It just comes out like this. Right. Wow. Like, we just didn't even know. I had no idea. Yeah, she was there at Baptist. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I was leaving to go back to Charlotte. And so it was just like, I felt like she was trying to hold on. And so I whispered in her ear and I told her, I said, Ma, if God is telling you to come on, you go, because we're going to be fine. Me and the kids going to be all right. And so her coming to me in that first dream telling me, I'm fine. I'm all right. You know, that was kind of, that was kind of. Yeah. You know, like, that's the first thing that I thought about. It was kind of, it wasn't weird. I don't even know how, what word to use to yeah. describe the feeling that it gave me. But, um, you know, so I try to think about the good times. I try to think about that she's not suffering anymore. Um, that she is definitely um, in a better place. And, you know, that she's watching over me and the children and my grandma and you know my whole family and um I always say that she picked out Aiden for me she mm-hmm. she gave me Aiden Aiden is her reincarnated yeah. like he has her face yeah expressions <laughs> like yeah uh, and so I, I but I also sometimes you know am not necessarily sad but I think about him not ever knowing right. her um, in the physical because I, be- I 100% believe that they are connected because it's just so many things that have happened <laughs> that uh, <laughs> are so strange and cannot be explained but but anyway um, so yeah I try to think of the good things um, and the things that she gave me and taught me Yeah, you know she taught me how to be a woman um, of course, there were things, you know, that I wish I would have known more about um, that she would have taught me. But she definitely laid a great foundation for me in 
you know, was definitely supportive. I think about being a teen mom and being 16 years old and that my parents having to change their whole life because there is a baby in the house now from their 16 year old child. So, you know, I'm so grateful for that. So I think about those things and, you know, how much they loved me to sacrifice their life, you know, to raise a child, you know? So I think about those things and that helps me, um, you know, and of course I have tons of pictures. So I, you know, look at those and just reminisce. So just, you know, so I try not to stay in the sadness. So, right. You know, and that's, that's what you need to do. So, and also I think it's important to, um, you know, because we're typically strong. Mm-hmm. To just try to let your guard down sometime and just talk about it because I remember that time when you were going you you asked me one time you said do you think it's strange that I don't cry and I was like what do you mean and you were like I don't know I feel like and like you went into how you felt like you already had mourned her and I was just like no I said but you need to be careful with that because it's going to hit you and when it hits you it's going to hit you hard so you're going to have to start dealing with that and you were just like no it's just I don't know it's it was like it was so confusing to you and I remember you going through that whole process and um you know people deal deal with things differently but it's important to check on you know that meme that goes around it's like check on your strong don't forget to check on your strong friends Mm -hmm. especially check on them during the holidays because what January 3rd my mom the anniversary of her death is um tomorrow 17 Mm -hmm. years so um just keep their memory alive like you said just talk about the good times try to stay connected with your other family members they can tell you things about your they they tell Mm -hmm. you things about Mm -hmm. your mom you never do like what i didn't know she and they have pictures and they have pictures (laughs) yes because my mom did not like taking pictures so i have very few so if there's anyone out there that has a picture of sheila diane baker twine please let me know but um yeah it's that, that's what you have to do. So just um, and continue to uh, be encouragement for other people, you know, who are going through the same thing. You're going to get through it again. Um, take your time in grieving, but also just look around you and look at all the things that have come from her. You know what I mean? Like all the things she's instilled in you and the mother that you are. And maybe they didn't do everything right and neither are we. But you, you know, you learn as you go along and you remember some of the things she taught you and or you might say, maybe I want to do things a little differently, you know, here. That's perfectly fine. Right. But again, the foundation has been laid. So you have all the things that you need. So, yeah. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming again. No um, did you have anything else you wanted to to share or um no, just that that was really my um my last note just to check on your strong friends just because sometimes uh they may not be okay. They may have a moment and that's perfectly fine, but um just just make sure that you extend yourself to them and and let them know that you know, you're available if and when they need to talk. You know, that's all you have to say sometimes. But I'm here for you. I'm here for you. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Like that that's all. Okay. I, I definitely, definitely appreciate you coming. I know you're a very busy woman and I would love to have you back to talk yes. about your entrepreneurial uh side of your life okay. and you know how that got started and you know, so on and so forth. So absolutely. Um 
but I appreciate you guys for listening. Yes. Uh, please leave me comments. Uh, DM me on Instagram at lifecoach365. Again, that's at lifecoach365. Or if you would like to schedule a, a personal one-on-one session, you can email me at lifecoachvboyd at gmail.com. Again, that's lifecoachvboyd at gmail.com. And also, just um, comment. If you have any comments or if you want to discuss it, let's discuss it. I want to hear what you have to say and how you might cope with losing a loved one, especially around the holiday time. Again, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.